fashion insider friends. What is up? This is the Fashion Crimes Podcast, where I cover all things fashion, style, shopping, style inspiration, and interview incredible small business owners who are changing the fashion industry for the better. Yes, I'm the best friend you never knew you needed and the poster child for fashion over 40. And I mean, way after 40. Say it with me. Fashion and style are your friends, not your enemies. I'm Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, and let's keep it real, the only Holly you need to know. Turn it up, because I got a lot to say, and I am super stoked you're here. Hola, howdy. What is the haps? What's going on? How's it going? And howdy doodle. My name is Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, and of course, the only Holly you need to know. This is the Fashion Crimes Podcast. What is up, y'all? Today... We are keeping it real with, I would like to say, my star student. We are going to be talking to Miss Lawyer Extraordinaire, the hottest lawyer, I would like to say, in Johns Creek, Georgia, Miss Nancy Wasden. Damn it. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Why, thank you. What an intro, my dear. I appreciate it. Nancy is so important to bring on the show because this episode of the Fashion Crimes Podcast is called Client Confessions. (laughs) Nancy, thank you so much for joining us. And I really wanted to talk to you because I think you are so important. You were one of my very first clients And it's so important for people to understand what personal styling is about, how it's changed your life. And again, I want to be very clear. This is not talking about how great I am. I mean, believe me, that's a whole nother episode. We're just going to talk about the process, what you went through, how people can relate to you and what a superstar you are now and how your business has changed, how your life has changed, how your children have changed. You know, I think this is important to cover in all seriousness. And so I really wanted to have you on. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy lawyering schedule, whatever lawyer people do, because I don't know what that is. Boring shit all day. (laughs) Reading a lot of stuff and telling people how stupid they are and being the smartest person in the room. That's what I would do if I was a lawyer. Anyway, we're going to talk about when we met. God, what was it? 10? It must have been eight years ago, I would say. Seven or eight years ago. Mm -hmm. And I was in gym at the gym with Nancy. We were dancing, you know, we were in a hip hop class together mm-hmm. and we became besties. Duh. Of course. And I had just been newly married. I wanted to talk about getting a will and I was worried. I was so worried. I didn't have anything of my own. I think I owned four boxes full of shit when I moved here from New York. And when I got married, I said, we really need, we, I have a kid now, no, 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 whatever. I really, we need to get a will. Nancy said, today's your lucky day. I don't know how your day can get any better because I'm an estate planner. And I said, you're hired. Damn it. You're hired. <laughs> so I walk into Nancy's office. We do what lawyers do. We did the stuff. We did the paperwork. And then I had only seen Nancy in gym clothes. Like in all honesty, I'd never seen her in workout clothes. So after our meeting and after we had done everything and all this and that, we developed our relationship and signed papers and we did our will. It was all fine and good. And I said, Nancy, I love you. You you know that, right? And you're like, oh my God, of course. You're amazing. This is amazing. And I said, you're an attorney. 
you're telling people what to do with their money, their estate, you're mm-hmm. helping people, you're part of their family. Your image to me is not saying that. And I want to help you get your image where it needs to be. And when I said that to you, you thought what? Well, it's funny in retrospect now, because I know how kind you were being in the moment. I know your eyeballs were actually on fire. (laughs) You wanted to say so many more things. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, Yeah. But I, I remember thinking the overwhelming thought was, I don't really give that much thought. Immediately followed by, why don't I give that more thought? So it was really very eye-opening. It matters how you look. And everybody knows that to some degree. You could say that, oh, it matters how you look. Of course, if you're professional, if you're this and that. But I just, in the hustle and bustle of life, especially my kids were so much younger, I just didn't give it that much thought. And I certainly didn't think it was that important. So I felt that it was a very enlightening moment, but not in a like hurt feelings kind of way. It was a very caring thing to say. Thank you for saying that because I do say that because... I, just using you as an example, I want you to fucking sweep up, okay? I want you to clean up. I want you to have so many clients you cannot handle. You've got to outsource people. You're so busy. And that's what I think your business is today, which is so funny. And when we first met, I was like, are you telling me that you have enough clients? You said, no. And I said, you want more clients, right? You said, yeah. You said, and I said, you want to make more money, right? And you were like, of course. And I said, let me show you how to do that. <laughs> You're great on paper, right? Right. You've got the degree. You've got the experience. And then you had your own company at that time. Or you were with another attorney, I think. You were with somebody else. But the point is, is that this is just that one minuscule piece that's missing from mm-hmm. the complete package of Nancy. And you don't know what you don't know. True. It might be minuscule. I don't think gives it enough credit because it is the first thing people see. It's the first you know, impression, as people say, and picture worth a thousand words, all that stuff. It really matters quite a bit. It matters a lot. And I wanted you to just be able to open yourself to, hey, what are the possibilities for me? Whatever that is, right? Yeah. And What would you say at that time, eight years ago, that you knew about shopping, fashion, clothes, any of that? You know what surprised me the most about the process? Back then, it was so mental. There were so many mental blocks in my way where I didn't give it much thought as far as shopping or anything that I needed. I've always liked clothes. I've always liked to be stylish or trendy or wear things that I like, but I never um, put myself first, especially at that time kids and everything else. I was working sort of part-time here and there, but mostly I was a mom. So I didn't think that it I was important or that it was important for me to look any kind of way. So I would go in, look at some of the things on the mannequins, head to a sale rack and get things completely without purpose, just onesie, twosie, whatever looked good to me. And as you saw, my closet reflected that. So when I go into your closet and I said, literally where are the rest of your clothes and you were like that's it and i said uh, hold up what do you what do you where where's the rest of your stuff like i was like maybe she just moved i was like maybe maybe she hasn't unpacked her clothes yet when i'm telling you like four pair of pants 10 or 12 pairs of shoes like seven or eight sweaters she just really didn't just didn't have anything so tell us about the disconnect when you have a child and then you have another child. 
how do you get to the bottom? I know it's easy to get there or the back burner. Just give us a little synopsis of what your life was like when you had your first baby and then you're like, oh, I'm still kind of cute. And then you had your second baby. Right. <laughs> and then all cuteness ceased. Right. Right. <laughs> well, and I don't know if you know this story, Holly. Did you know that I had my first baby a week before I took the bar exam? Oh, no, I sure didn't. Yeah, I did. I did. I was not someone who could really work with all the timing of those sorts of things really well. And as it turned out, I had him right before I took the bar exam. And I say that because my legal career and my career as a mom or my my status as a mother have really run in, in tandem parallel this whole time. Having children is supposed to completely rock your world. You don't sleep, you don't eat, you just do all the things for the baby all the time. If you're lucky, you have a partner that does some of the things some of the time, and but you're both completely knocked on your ass for, for quite some time. And that's supposed to be the case, right? The baby it needs to be your priority. But again, the mental stuff, and, and I had some postpartum stuff, honestly, like some hormonal things. Now I look back and realize that's what that was where you just, you can't give enough of yourself. Like I said, so much of it is mental also that the way that you were parented and your experiences and you're moving forward and you want to do things. And um, I, I suffer a little bit with trying to be perfect all the time and no one is ever, ever going to be even half of a perfect parent. And starting on that journey, when you have this tiny baby and you, you know, your body's different and all that, it's supposed to really rock your world. And I remember very distinctly when Leo, uh, my first baby was about four months old and I was, I went back to work or I started work as an attorney when he was a baby and we did the, you know, full-time work and um, he went to daycare. And I remember shopping at that time for some attorney type of clothes and I was getting ready in the morning and I heard a song. And as you know, like you said, we met in dancing. I'm a dancer. I'm a musical person. I always Mm -hmm. love that stuff. And I hadn't felt that side of myself for months, but I'll never forget the song it was. And it came on and I started kind of dancing. And I remember thinking, oh, that's right. I, I'm a woman. <laughs> I'm yeah. a whole person outside of this baby who's been ruling every minute of my life. And you're glad to give that up. But th- there is that realization. So, and it helped, I think, being out of the house and, and not to speak that there's any right or wrong way to do it. Like I said, there's no perfect mom. But having that adult time outside of the house where I had a whole job and responsibilities and I was learning a whole new industry helped me, I think, after Leo, which was different after Peter, my, my second one. And so after he was born, we don't have a lot of family in the area. So it really was just myself and my husband taking care of now two babies. Leo was about two and a half when Peter was born. So we were doing potty training. We were doing... Aye. Yeah, story time, bath time, just all the things. And they get sick a lot at that age and they can't really express a lot of their emotions. Like it's a kind of a tough time to deal with. And so I had stepped back from working at that time and I kind of planned to do so. And that's when I formed uh, my first law firm, like when I had worked with you of doing some estate planning, doing some other things. And it worked out uh, career-wise because that was 2007, 2008 when real estate went to shit really quickly. Mm -hmm. So to have picked up a different area of law was good. But in retrospect, what, what I did sort of drop or what fell by the wayside was anything for me. By the time I had two babies, I was doing all the things. You do dishes every day. You cook dinner every day. You do laundry twice a day. You're constantly cleaning up messes and spills. And And when you're not doing any of that, you're desperately trying to get a moment's sleep because it's all going to start up again the next day. 
And it is very easy day after day to turn around. And I have now a two-year-old and a five-year-old, and I'm wearing the same jeans that are two sizes too big from when I was postpartum with the second baby. You know, the, the time just goes by really fast. I haven't had my hair done. I haven't done my eyebrows. What's a, what's a facial? What's a massage? Like we don't do any of those things partly for the time. And then partly money, right? Like, well, I don't need to spend any money on myself. I'm buying diapers and formula and we need to do preschool and anything you want to do is for the kids. So while it's supposed to really knock you down and change your focus, it can sort of run away with itself. And that's, about when you came into my life, when my kids were a little bit older, but I was still in that mode of, yeah, I kind of work, but I'm really a mom. And I don't think much about what I look like because I'm so busy pouring myself into my kids. I love you so much. That sounds fucking terrible. I know. (laughs) It just is so painful because anyone who knows me knows that I'm a step parent, step moms club, but (laughs) I never had children. I am childless by choice, but It is so painful to hear what people go through Mm -hmm. and forget cooking dinner, the the cleaning, the this, the bath time, all that. Trying to get you back is like, that's adorable. You know, like I can hear you in your head saying, yeah, I'll get to that when I do 20,000 other fucking things first. And you get mad, you get frustrated, you get annoyed because then you have people that are like, I had a baby last week and I look, you know, and they gained seven pounds or people that are telling you what to do, right? Or your parents or your in-laws and telling you how to do all this shit. You've got everybody weighing in. Oh, the lady at the grocery store. Oh, I remember them at that age. Enjoy every moment. (laughs) I'm going to need you to shut the fuck up. I'm going to... (laughs) Buy something for me. Hold a baby. Like, oh my God. I'm trying to get you not hit with a stapler. You're not helping your case. Okay. I mean, I just, that is just coming at you. It's like people are shooting bullets at you and you're just trying to stay alive and you're trying to make sure that they do have diapers on and that everyone is fed and you are last by nature. But Every woman and man, too, has a breaking point. So your breaking point, Nancy, something's got to give, right? And I always say when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And I really do, really do mean that because I'm sure you're like, I can't even have time to process getting my fucking hair done. Like, that's nice. Right. Yeah. See you next year. And it's three hundred dollars to get my hair done. That's adorable. Like it's just annoying to even think of shit like that. And then uh, my bossy ass comes in your life. That must have been really fun for you. But we did go shopping. We had some tears. We had some breakthroughs. Mm -hmm. And you started to really get it. But I think the breaking point, and I'm going to let you tell the story, was when you called me. I can't remember if you were sad or happy. I think you were a little bit of both. And you said, Leo or Peter's 12, right? Mm. And my ass is going back to work. See ya. (laughs) And tell us what happened after that when you called me. Oh, gosh. This is literally five years later. Yes, it was. And I remember the turning point for me to some degree was them being done with uh, elementary school. We had 
the PTA type of experience. And of course, this was well before COVID. So everything was over-involved and the drama. And I just remember thinking, you know, how much pizza there is or how many cookies (laughs) there are can't possibly be what's the most important thing right now. And you would think, I mean, they were so mean. I can't tell you the bitches of the PTA, but you already know that. Oh, that's a whole nother podcast. Nancy called me. She'd be like, you're my only friend who's not in the fucking PTA. Can I please tell you what this bitch said? And then when Nancy started really dressing good, she's like, can you believe this bitch, what she was wearing? Like, it was hilarious. Okay, but continue. I digress. Right. So I remember that being the transition. And I thought, you know, Peter's in middle school. I've done all the mom things that I feel like I would like to do or that are really contributing. And a better contribution, perhaps, to my family is to pick up my legal career in earnest. So I did. I'd always been working. I never fully dropped it. But I went and I picked back up into real estate. And that's where you have to really market yourself. People don't just walk in the door and say, hey, any legal profession, any side of of being a lawyer, they tell you this in law school a little bit, but the hardest part by far is rainmaking. And they don't just walk in the door and say, hey, you seem like you're great. And it doesn't matter. I hesitate to say it doesn't matter. It does matter how smart you are and how good you are. But that is by far secondary and sometimes tertiary to how you look and how you present yourself and how you're able to speak and all of those things. And the first impression they get is how you look. And then they're that much more likely to listen to you depending on if you look the part and you carry yourself a certain way. And then of course, once we get to talking, then we know all the things and and it's obvious whether or not you know what you're doing. So that was sort of an illumination moment for me as well. When I came back into the workforce and I remember, because I'd been working with you a while. So I had the pants, the top, the matching, whatever. And I couldn't walk in a day to the office or other people there. And, oh my gosh, I love that. And, oh my gosh, what a great color. And, oh, where do you get all that stuff? And I thought, I always knew you were right. But in particular, I thought, okay, it really matters. And not just your coworkers, but especially in my career and what I do in the closing room, when I walk in, I already know how it's going to end. I've been joking about this lately. Everyone's going to do what I say for the next 30, 45 minutes, maybe an hour. Everyone's going to sign what I say to sign. I'll answer some questions, but I already know how it's going to end. And looking the part and carrying yourself a certain way just makes it easier. Everyone listens to you and it goes more smoothly than when the kids were babies. And I was now, I was a younger lawyer then for sure, but walking in more timidly and perhaps not as well put together, people think things immediately and it's not even intentional. It's unconscious quite a bit of the time. So going back and going into the office and into the profession, much more put together. It's also something I didn't have to think about. You know, all the shit I have to think about in one (laughs) given day. I mean, forget the 400 emails that you get. (laughs) Now your kids are older. You're doing, I mean, and again, we were in school a long time ago. There was no, you know, their grades at the drop of a hat. It's not like you're waiting for their report card. The teacher expects you to email them. You really, it's just a different world. It's just so different. So different. And the older they get, the harder it is. And the more shit you got to do. You think you got to do shit when they're babies? (laughs) When they're in high school, it's the PSAT and all the prep and all this. And the, I mean, my God, it's like hurting my eyeballs. All the shit. It's heavier too, that that kind of stuff and the the future stuff. And you forgot about driving. Don't forget about driving now. Fucking Eagle Scouts, (laughs) all this shit. I'm like, 
Nancy, just tell me how what what do you want? You want fifty dollars? Right. You want a hundred dollars? What are they going to build? A bench? Great. Sign me up. I don't care. Like, just tell me how much I owe. So, I mean, again, and I think you speak for a lot of people when you're just trying to, you know. And I say this all the time because you do have boys, mm-hmm. you know, about being a boy mom. You're trying to get them not to be animals, mm-hmm. dress well, be nice to people, yes. brush their hair brush their teeth, make sure their breath is good, doing their homework. It's just a completely different conversation than people with girls. It's just a different ball game. It really can be. And how different they each are as individuals too. Their brothers, they certainly resemble each other in, in physically, but that's about where it stops and, and the approach you have to have with them. I will say, and of course, some of this, we're talking about the kids stuff. Don't get me wrong. I love being a mom. I love my kids more than anything in the world. And they're so great. And being a mom is just the greatest, greatest joy, but it does change your life so significantly. And I'm surprised how sensitive the boys really can be. It's been fascinating to, to see a whole sensitive side of, of boys that you don't know being women when you're growing up. You assume all these mm-hmm. things about the boys and the teens and all the stuff they do. They don't know anything. They're terrified of girls. Of course, it's just, terrified. It's terrified. Terrified. It is a struggle in my house. I'm over here, you know, under Holly's tutelage. And then I'm kind of like your socks smell and please right. go else. Yes, please take care of that. That that would be great. Thank you. And why do I have to tell you this? You're 17. But okay, okay, girl, whatever. I mean, it's just, it's hard to micromanage everything because you want them to be on autopilot. But getting you back, would you say, has given you your power back? Oh, 100%. And what's amazing is the, and I keep referencing this, the mental transformation of knowing, first of all, like you said, when you go into your closet and you know everything fits and you like everything in there and you pretty much could put something together pretty fast to move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And then when you do and you know that you look good enough for whatever it is that you're going to, you put that out of your mind and move on to the next thing. And it automatically gives you the sense of confidence. You carry yourself differently. You think of different things. You're not tugging at your straps and hiking up your pants and your profits. Oh, I want my profits, right? <laughs> all of them. They all, the whole drawer fits. Yes. It, it fits. The women I watch doing that now, it breaks my heart. It's like, oh, you don't have to do that. And the mental load that we already carry, your clothes just shouldn't have to be part of that if, if you can help it or be a good thing. You know, like we've joked, I can't go anywhere. I was at the gym this morning getting ready. I had showered, whatever. And I had left, I have a heavy sweater because it's going to be three degrees in Georgia mm-hmm, tonight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this woman walked by and was like, oh my God, is that your sweater? I love it so much. Everything about it is so great. Where did you get it? And I'm like, oh my God, listen, I'm busy. Okay, bitch, move on. <laughs> Take my number. Thank you. Um, thank you. Take, it's, uh, I can't do any autographs right now. I want you to talk about really quickly the effect that your confidence in dressing with intention has affected your team. Oh, my work team or my home yes, team? Yes, your everybody? work team, your work team. Oh, well, and that's the other thing. Now my career has changed quite a bit where uh, I'm I'm the boss now. I have- uh, Duh, my Nancy, duh. <laughs> yeah. well, I have my little empire going. I have uh-huh. you know, my real estate thing at school and all these things. And I'm now expected, I think, to look a certain way. And that makes sense. So it, it does really matter how I look each day, even on casual days. So it, I think- it's part of 
being the boss. And as the boss, you have to be the inspiration. You have to be the model. You have to be what everyone is supposed to be or what you expect them to be and how to bring what they need to bring to the job. So inspiring the team, they can know that at least I'm going to be presentable. And it's not the entirety of what I've got going on. I certainly have plenty of things. I have to tell them how to do all the things, but it really does make a difference. They all, and they look great. They, you know, I'm not going to undermine my, my staff and their style or anything, but when they're running around and seating everybody and getting everything together and I come out, it matters how I look. You can look at my office and tell I'm the boss, or at least you should. And that really makes a huge difference. And then I don't think about that. I'm thinking about all of the legal things I need to be thinking about. So it's very impactful, more so than than you would think. Nancy, I think what you said about looking like the boss is so key. Aside from how many pictures and texts and emails I'm getting from you, I can't get any work done. Everyone's talking about my shoes. If one more person comes to my office and asks me about my dress, I'm going to lose it. Like these are the kinds of emails and texts that I get from Nancy. And I want to be very clear. It's not about getting your style or anyone's style to be perfect. Style is subjective. Okay. And it's what you like. I have to like what you like. Let's just be honest. Okay. (laughs) And It's about you flying on your own and saying, I think it's time for spring is coming and I need this. And remember last year, we did all brand new bathing suits for you. And you're like, really? This is how much a bathing suit is? I said, read it and wait, honey. If (laughs) I have to suffer, you have to suffer. It's the circle of life. Okay. And you're like, fuck me. Okay. I want to get these two expensive ones and then I'm gonna get these two lesser expensive ones. And then you looked amazing on your vacation. And so again, that's just one section of your wardrobe, but it's, it's creeping along step by step and saying today, I want to get new shoes. Maybe tomorrow I'll get new jeans. Then I'm going to get this. It's not about jumping off the diving board head first. We've been working together for eight years to get you to a point where now, Nancy, you're making videos. You're in the videos. You're doing boomerangs. People are buying homes and you're in, you know, it's so cute. The little picture, you're like, my first house or sold or whatever. And it's so cute. And Nancy's in the picture and she looks like the boss. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of your career and and how far you've come and your trust in me and knowing that the process works, right? I mean, and you're not done in your career. You've got 50 more years to work. (laughs) So that's right. I'm only 21. Right, exactly. I mean, it's like where you want to go next. And I will commend you for COVID. I think your team is in the office, but from the days that you're not at home, you're still getting dressed, you haven't let COVID stand in the way of, well, now I don't have to get dressed. Yahoo for me. I mean, it's like, you're like, oh shit, now I got to get even better. So you are like my star student. And I want to tell you how proud I am of you. If somebody's thinking about working with me or a personal stylist, or they're scared about the money, you know, what advice do you have for somebody like that? Well, first of all, I would say thank you. And of course the feeling is, is mutual. I've enjoyed the past eight years for sure. And and you're not going anywhere. Oh my God, please. <laughs> you're on my speed dial. Oh yeah. So what I will say, and, and I've definitely referred people to you because like, like you said, people ask me quite a bit 
is it's all about investing in yourself. And it's not just money, it's the time and it's the effort and realizing that you don't have to do that much. You said that to me when we first started, You and you continue to say, you don't have to spend a lot of money to look good. It's not about how much you've spent on anything. It's about the effort and what's worth it to you and your investment in yourself. So you hire somebody like you to go through because you are a professional and you know all the things and you bring to light the issues that are reflected in people's closets. And it's surprisingly mental. And no matter how much you think you might know, hiring a stylist, hiring a professional person to help you out in that area is going to surprise you. And it's going to give you some tools to deal with shopping. Like you said, how you approach shopping, how you approach money, how you approach portions of your budget that need to be there for you to look the part in whatever profession or whatever your life looks like. Everybody should invest that time and that money in themselves and not just in, in a stylist fee or anything or in the in the clothes. You'll find that you do more for your closet itself. You get the special hangers like that you recommend or you mm-hmm. get the bins or, or whatever. And you realize that a little bit of time and a little bit of investment goes a really long way. And you learn so much along the way and you're so empowered. That's definitely the word I would assign to it. You're absolutely empowered to be your best self as far as style goes. And then it just keeps going in your life. It's addicting. Yes. You're like, well, shit, what else can we fix? You're like, what's next? (laughs) And, you know, um, Nancy just referred a client to me. She is a lawyer too. Mm hmm. Nancy's very prominent in the lawyer community. And I got another lawyer. She's a little bit younger than us. And when I said, I, we're going to clean out your closet, she goes, that's great. I'm pretty organized already. And then when I left after we had wiped her tears, you know, I was at her house for 13 hours. No offense. Love her. And she was like, I thought I was so organized. <laughs> I thought, and you know, it's just, you don't know what you don't know. And mm-hmm. I mean, I would say, Nancy, good call on that perfect referral. And, you know, <laughs> her needs are completely, even though they're in the same profession, it's a different part of law. It's different. It's different. She's in the courtroom. Nancy's not in the courtroom. It's just, it's very different. So she was a completely different animal, even though they were, they knew each other from bar association or whatever, but it was just, everybody's got their thing. And, and with her, it was, you know, she didn't have enough room and she had too much stuff and nah, nah, nah. And she's also really tall. So we had to find tall clothes. So it's just, there's so many things, bullets being thrown fired at you. You got to know how to maneuver to dodge the bullets, get your power back and tell your kids, like you said, I am number one in this house. That is it. Okay. You're fine. You're healthy. You're good. You're fed. You're, you are good. It's Mm -hmm. your, it's, it's Nancy time. Okay. Well, and when I'm happy. I'm a better wife. I'm a better mom. I'm a better lawyer. I'm a better friend. All of the things I'm just better at when I am happier and more confident. And it, it ties to a lot of things in life, but it's shocking how your appearance and being able to throw on your clothes and know that you look great and get annoyed with how many times people stop you <laughs> builds up your confidence and your ego. And you're just better at life. 
another friend of ours, she's not anymore. She's a lactation consultant now, but she told me when I was finished with her, she goes, I am exhausted with compliments. I am exhausted. I cannot say thank you again today. And I was like, that is what it's all about. That's where it starts. And I will say with your kids, the older they get, you're like, your pants are too short. Take those off. They're out of style. Stop wearing with the fucking um, under armor. Like I know your kids are like getting in line because now you know how to show them. Now you know how to teach them. We want them to move out and be someone else's problem. That is husband training 101, okay? That is husband training 101. So it starts at age five. I always tell my boy moms, starts at age five, and then we go all the way up till high school, and then when they go to college, you hope to God on the planet that they meet somebody, okay? And if they don't, we coach them through that until they do. And then every single girl, you're like, oh, my God, have you met my son? Oh, my God, he's amazing. Oh, my God, have you met my son? He's so good. And he's really single actually. That's right. I am so thrilled. We are so impressed with your progress, Nancy. I don't know what other services I can hire you for. I mean, it's like the same that I wouldn't stand over your desk and tell you how to do your job because I don't fucking know what I'm doing. (laughs) The same is the same way that you let me guide you. And I really appreciate it. And like I said, we've got the whole rest of your career to go. And then when, when she refers me to people, I'm like, Nancy, don't you have any more makeover friends? Like, come on. Like, I know right. you, some of your friends need a makeover. Cough them up. Cough them up. She's like, well, I'm working on a couple of people. Cough them up. Thank you for guiding people and being our guiding light, Nancy, in style oh. and fashion and in law. We support you and we will be watching your videos and supporting you on Instagram. Aren't you teaching classes? What are you teaching? Yes, I do. I teach continued ed for real estate agents, although anyone in the business can can benefit from some of the classes I teach. So I do that as well. Mm-hmm. And sign up if someone listening needs your services. How can we find you? Oh, gosh. Well, let me see. I, I'm one of the most locatable people, I feel like, on the internet ever. Me <laughs> you can too. just Google me, me. Yeah, my website is gaclosing.com. And the school is on there and all my information is on there as well. Perfect. And she looks amazing. And Nancy, you might be due for some new headshots. So next, next week, girl, you said it, it's happening. Uh, we're, we're doing that. It's <laughs> going to be great. Her holiday card, you know, I critique her holiday card every year. It looked lovely this year. Looked so good. We're only going up. We're only going up. Nancy, we love you. Thank you so much for your time and for enlightening us today. And I know we just did some shopping, but as the new year progresses, and I know you guys are going on vacation soon, we're going to need some cute summer clothes. So hit me up for sure. And I wanted to tell everyone, if you're thinking about working with me or personal stylist, do not hesitate to reach out. My email is holly at hollycatsstyling.com. You can also hit me up at holly at fashioncrimespodcast.com. Share with someone you love style and fashion advice every single week, designer spotlights. I am the best friend you never knew you needed in fashion. This has been the Fashion Crimes Podcast. My name is Holly Cates. Of course, the only Holly you need to know. Y'all get, y'all know I get pissed when y'all have other friends named Holly. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. We got a lot of great shit coming up and we are out. <laughs> <laughs>